Giovanni. This is Rudy Giuliani, and this is the uh, Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you very, very much for tuning in. Uh, today we have uh, quite a few uh, <laughs> very, very sensitive and difficult items, and it is the end of the week, and we're going to try to get them all in and your calls at the same time. But let us begin with um, let's begin with a sort of a summary of yesterday when. Uh, a very unfortunate and tragic historic event took place. The president of the United States had to uh, surrender himself for arrest before a, uh, a county and a city that is indeed known as one of the most corrupt in the United States, Atlanta, uh, with a district attorney whose case um, seems to any neutral uh, legal observer nothing more than a joke. Uh, and then she, you know, does things uh, on the periphery of the case that even if you don't want to get into the legal merits of it, which I can with you and show you how it is completely frivolous, uh, she acts. She acts like it's a frivolous case, and the 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 frivol the frivolous case uh, the, the frivolous case is demonstrated number one by certain things like asking for a two hundred thousand dollar bail. On, uh, on Donald Trump. Now, bail is for the purpose of assuring someone's appearance in court. You don't ask for it if you don't need it. You know, somebody who shows up all the time, someone who's a responsible citizen, they don't have bail. Someone who is uh, uh, a, a flight risk or, or a danger to the community, of course, Bragg doesn't recognize that, which is why we have so many murders and beatings in New York. Uh, does have bail or no bail? Well, I, I would like you to just ask the following question, and if the answer to this question is what I think it is, then I think you know automatically that, that Fannie Willis's case is a political ploy that should be dismissed. Will $200,000 assure the appearance of Donald Trump? Or have anything to do with whether he comes or runs away? Well, of course not. $200,000 is nothing to Donald Trump. He's going to come because he wants to contest the case. And the $200,000 never, never answer his mind, which means it never should have been said. So why was it said? It was said so they could make it appear criminal. They could put, a, they could put around it the uh, indicia of criminality because really what it is is a uh, case all dressed up as a RICO case, uh, uh, my goodness, which is an election dispute, uh, protected fully by the first and and and, and sixth and fourteenth amendments of the United States Constitution. It's an atrocity of an attack on American constitutional rights, and the, the phony bail, which is a joke, is a great indication that the prosecutor is a joke, a political joke. Uh, the fact that she held a fundraiser beforehand about this. I never remember holding a fundraiser before I prosecuted the commission of the mafia or the heads of Wall Street or uh, took on two very controversial cases involving former Nazis to send them back to their just reward or took on uh, basically all the corrupt politicians in the Koch administration and then a doggone large number of Republican politicians in upstate New York. 
I don't remember getting a, 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 a looking for a campaign contribution for that. Nor did I ask for bail when I didn't need it. In order to show that it's a criminal case. Uh, my cases weren't questioned as criminal cases. When you have a case with 13 murders, nobody questions it as a criminal case. When you have a case where the chief of staff of the uh, president of the United States calls up to make an appointment for him and you charge it as a RICO act or a lawyer testifies in front of a, uh, 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 a committee of the Senate of Georgia on behalf of his client and you make it a RICO act, then one wonders uh, what you are just exactly. So they know you're corrupt. They just want to know how corrupt you are. Uh, and then, of course, to, just to give it away completely that this is not a what we would call anything like a good faith case, but something like a totally corrupt attack on our Constitution, she is now asking uh, for two months uh, for trial. Now, a prosecutor is supposed to be interested in injustice. It took two and a half to three years to make this case. She has a case in her court right now involving some gangs, about eight defendants, and it's taken her four months to pick a jury. Um, how could these defendants, 19 of them, possibly get a fair trial if they have uh, two months to prepare? Well, that shows you she's not interested in a fair trial. She's interested in an, in a, in an unjust conviction. Because to ask for only two months is to announce to the court, I would be satisfied with a conviction with defendants unprepared. For that and that alone, this case should be dismissed. The case should be dismissed because it's been brought by a prosecutor who has overwhelmingly announced her bad faith. I want you to think of it once again. You're bringing a case against 19 defendants. It's 100 pages long. It is a complete case of bull, but it has to be combated. Hundreds and hundreds of acts have to be combated. You've had two to two and a half years to prepare. And you want these people to go to trial in two months. So what you are announcing to the whole world is, uh, I am really not a fair prosecutor. I really have no interest in a fair trial. Uh, I am going to give him two months. I was originally give him six with two of them. I'll give him two months because I want to railroad them. And I'm telling you, if a court doesn't dismiss it in Georgia, Georgia should bring someone in to reorganize their criminal justice system because something is seriously wrong with it. The request for a trial in two months should lead to the dismissal of the prosecutor and the dismissal of the case. And, they sh and Georgia should put this very sad, very, very sad uh, uh, episode in its history of trying to trash the rights of decent people behind it. I'm sure the governor, who I am absolutely certain is very much behind this trashing of rights, and I think he's behind a lot more things than you know. Well, I will take no role in saying that this travesty to his state should be reversed. But should he, he might actually recoup someplace in history.
So I am now going to take a short break, and we will be right back right after this break. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani, back uh, with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, we were, we were uh, discussing all of the indicia of why this case in Georgia is a joke. The $200,000 bail, which is completely useless and a, uh, a, a frivolity. Bail should not be a frivolity. It should exist for the purpose of assuring someone's appearance. 200000 is not going to assure Donald Trump's appearance. It's to make him look like a criminal. The mugshot of Donald Trump is needed because nobody knows who he is. Like hell it is. The mugshot is to try to make him look like a criminal. He'll probably turn it around as a 30 or $40 million. Thank you. He's entitled to it. Uh, the... Uh, now, the one that really gives you away that the prosecutor should be, the case should be dismissed and the prosecutor dismissed is now her request to go to trial in two months. Uh, she cannot possibly have, have evinced the slightest interest in a fair trial in asking for a, a trial in two months of a 19-defendant, 100-page RICO indictment. I think if I had done that in federal court when I was a U.S. attorney beginning the prosecution of a statute that she has no chance given her um, obvious lack of knowledge as a lawyer of understanding, I'd have been thrown out of the court. If I had gone before a a judge with a uh, uh, 27-defendant Pizza Connection case, which we had, uh, or even an 8-defendant or 10-defendant commission case, and said, oh, we want a trial in two months, and we insist on it, they would say, well, we insist on a new U.S. attorney, one that has an adherence to the law. Oh, and by the way, maybe that it does undermine this whole case. And makes the defense motions that much more serious with regard to violation of due process because it seems to me like his whole case is a violation of due process. Dismissed. I'm serious. I mean, all of these cases should be dismissed. They are all a violation of due process. You've got to be a fool not to know they're all political and have nothing to do with crime. The last thing this has to do with is crime or criminal justice. A prosecutor does not seek a conviction. A prosecutor seeks justice. A prosecutor who seeks a conviction and not justice should be immediately removed as a prosecutor, both by the judge and by the executive authority. Read Justice Jackson sometime, and you'll see this is not Rudy Giuliani. This is the wisdom of Anglo-American law. Then, she also not to mention it, filed an indictment before there was an indictment. Another good reason to show that in addition to being uh, unfair, in addition to being uh, uh, a gross violator of due process, First Amendment and Sixth Amendment, 
She's also one sloppy lawyer with no respect at all for the system of justice by filing an indictment before the grand jury got a chance to vote it. Well, the, uh, the, 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 as you might imagine, the, I have a picture here of the Never Surrender shirt. I have to say the picture on the shirt looks different than the picture in the post. Somebody's playing with this picture one way or the other, trying to make it look softer or tougher. Or, But in any event, they gave him a payday, I'll tell you that. But should never have done it. I think he would, he would cash it in in a minute and say the heck with it. But if they're going to do it to him, he's going to stuff it right up there, you know what, as he should. Never surrender is what it says. And that is exactly how I feel and exactly why people said you didn't seem very upset about what happened. I was upset about what happened, but I sure wasn't going to show them that. But I am actually more energized and, and, uh, uh, and I feel honored to be selected to fight for our Constitution because I know I am. Uh, I know that I did nothing wrong and I know they're crooks. And I've already proven it three, four times in a row I, I, I feel a little put upon <laughs> to have to do it. Again. I don't know how many times I have to do this. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to show that they're liars and I'm telling the truth. I thought when I did it uh, with Russian collusion after three or four years and 50 million, if they're trying to prove Russian collusion, I didn't do it. And we were absolutely innocent. I thought maybe you figured out they're lying and we're telling the truth. Then, you know, you know the one I really thought would do it when they came to my house uh, took all my electronics, didn't want Hunter Biden's uh, hard drive, the only incriminating stuff I have in my house, uh, and uh, then raided my law office, which I thought the Bar Association uh, would come, go up in arms about, even though, you know, I know there are a bunch of left-wing uh, political whores and uh, are trying to, and trying to uh, push me out. Uh, but I thought, you know, even then they would, they would uh, defend my right to have my clients protected. I mean, they defend the rights of organized crime lawyers, clients, terrorists, uh, uh, lawyers, uh, all the time, but not me. Oh, okay, so they did all that, and the left-wing press, he, 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 where there's smoke, there's fire today. They raided the apartment and law office of Donald Trump's principal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> the FBI had probable cause. And when the FBI has probable cause, there's a case against that bum, I bet. And we are so happy because we used to like him, but we hate him because he represents Trump. What an affront to us. He'll never come to any of our parties, ever. And we'll never say anything nice about him in the Washington Post or the New York Times. We'll always be nasty. We'll pick the nasty pictures all the time. <laughs> Two, two and a half years later, I get a letter, very unusual letter, from the U.S. attorney to the grand jury saying, uh, we've gone through all this. Now, by all this, here's what it means. It means everything they took from my apartment, everything they took from my law office, 20 years of my records as a lawyer and businessman, as well as uh, two and a half to three years of my iCloud account, which they stole without telling me. The FBI took it, and they took it on the day that I began representing Trump. The letter says uh, he didn't commit any crime. They went through all that, 
and they write to the grand jury, he didn't commit any crime. Where was the probable cause to raid my apartment? Where was the probable cause to raid my, uh, my law office? Where was the probable cause to break into my iCard account? What did it disappear? It just kind of went away? <laughs> Who was lying about me? Somebody must have been lying about my committing a crime. They said I didn't commit any crimes. Well, they said it, but then they didn't count on, they didn't count on uh, this uh, crooked DA in, uh, in Georgia who doesn't even know how to get an indictment, who leaks every damn thing uh, there is, and who you know, wants bail on people that don't need bail and wants, uh, wants uh, uh, mugshots on people who don't need mugshots. Even Bragg didn't want a mugshot. And this, this uh, complete poor excuse for a district attorney whose cases should be dismissed uh, because she is a uh, almost and almost every act she commits a, a violation of due process. I do not know how a case against a president of the United States can be prosecuted by a prosecutor that has committed in a short period of time so many dramatic, dramatic violations of our Constitution. And I don't know how the governor of that state can allow her to sit there as a, a prosecutor. And I think every day that he does, it proves what I believe about him. And I believe one day will be revealed. So we've got a few minutes before the break, and I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go to a break because I hear that music. <laughs> and when I come back, I'm going to call on. All of you great people. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I have uh, calling in a very distinguished guest, the former police commissioner and uh, corrections commissioner of New York. And I just mentioned that because of the condition of our jails, the jail I was recently in and, and the one he ran, which was 90 percent cured of violence and was the best in the country. Well, Bernie Carrick. Hi, Bernie. How are you, Mayor? OK, so are you still are you still down in Atlanta or did you escape? Also? No, I'm, uh, no, no. I uh, I came back with you and I stayed back. Uh, stayed, uh, stayed up here, so. That was quite a day, huh? I'm here. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was uh, an interesting day, uh, interesting to say the least. Mayor, I, I you know I um, yesterday I spent I spent the day actually looking over the uh, the indictment, and and I have to. I have to. I want to ask you. Uh, you know, there's there's a bunch of lawyers have looked at this thing, and everybody I talk to can't seem to explain the criminality behind the, the tweeting or or the meetings or whatever. But the one thing that, that I found of interest, Mark Meadows uh, made a phone call from the White House. White House is in Washington D.C. He calls a senator in Pennsylvania and asks for another guy's number in Pennsylvania. That phone call, calling a guy, calling some guy in another <laughs> state, oh, has nothing to do with Georgia. To ask him for a phone number of a guy in that state, how is that a criminal um, count? What, 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 is, what is the crime? Well, first of all, it's not, it's not a criminal count at all. 
And even if it were a criminal count, it would argue against a case in Georgia, and it would argue in favor of the case being removed to the federal court. Now, uh, Fannie Genius Willis, uh, not being aware of the federal statute, because I'm not, I'm not sure she went to a real law school, uh, put in there numerous counts that are, number one, innocent, and number two, took place in other states. So when you go before the federal court and you say uh, you're allowed to remove a case against a federal official and one that involves the agent of the federal official, and the court can exercise its discretion, but particularly when the case is at least half about other states, it becomes pretty hard to argue that you can't do that. So she made the remove. It's almost as if she wanted to get rid of the case. And but, think, but listen, uh, it, it, how about uh, prosecuting it in two weeks, Bernie? Uh, two months. I mean, that's just yeah, well, like, that's, that's listen. She she has a, an actual actual. She has a, a gang trial um, where they have eight defendants or nine defendants. Um, it, it, they've been trying to pick a jury for about nine months. Um, the 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 sheer fact that she would even make a a statement that she wants to start trying this in October is nothing but overtly transparently political. Right. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, it's it's really stupid uh, to, to even make that statement is stupid. Um, but but Mayor, one more thing on the on the indictment mm-hmm. uh, in any state in New Jersey, in New York, in New York City, uh, anywhere federally. You have to have an underlying crime for a RICO case or a conspiracy. The underlying crime in this indictment appears to be that you and the president protested um, and called into question the election. That's right. the underlying crime. I mean, unless I unless I read. No, no, you you, you are one hundred percent right. That is the 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 president. And all the people acting on his behalf, his lawyers and the people working for him, had, as you know, information leading them to believe that the election was fraudulent and they were contesting it. Right. And you want to know what crime crime. that is? You'd like me to tell you what crime that is? It's it's a clear First Amendment and Sixth Amendment issue. Right. It is not a, there is no such crime in any state, in any country, except in Biden's America, which is more like East Berlin. He made up the crime, like they made up Russian collusion. Russian collusion wasn't a crime. There's no such thing as collusion as a crime. They just make it up, and the, the uh, lapdog corrupt press writes it for four or five years like it's a crime. We spend four or five years on it. We spend $50 million turns out to be purchased by Hillary Clinton. We know who all those liars are. We know that the president and me and you and I was telling the truth. And then we start all over again and they buy another lie from them. And then another lie. And then another one. I mean, it's never going to end until they're out of office. Yeah, but you know when it's going to end? And, and I know I'm going to get hammered for saying this. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to end when the Republican... Congress and Republican legislators and those eight guys that were up on that debate stage, when they are as outraged as the people involved in this indictment, when they are all as outraged as we are, 
<laughs> that group. Then it may end. That group. But these people are cowards. Bernie, we've been They're in tough situations. Uh, maybe I take Vivek. The rest of them could stay home. They, they don't know when to you put their hands up. Did you notice when stage. they put their hands up, Pence looked at Christie, and then Pence put his hand up, and then Christie put his hand up, then he put it down. You, you, have, you have eight people on that stage. Nobody talked about election integrity, which is probably more important than anything else they could have talked about. Nobody talked about the outrage of you and Trump and, and the 18, 17 others being <laughs> indicted for expressing your first and, and Sixth Amendment constitutional rights. No, nobody had anything to say about this. Yeah, because they don't know how, they, they don't know how it polls. They got to see how it polls first. There, there, uh, there's, there was only I, I believe there was only one person there, and I don't know if he's ready right now, but could be a president, and that's uh, Ramaswamy. I think the rest of them are pathetic. Uh, Washington pr- pr- products of the deterioration of what American politics has become. People who you know read polls have no positions, and are significant cowards. Like uh, the vice president, who wouldn't talk to me for the last two weeks, he was hiding because he was afraid that maybe I, I might get him to to uh, to agree to something that's correct. And he goes around saying that he had only one constitutional choice, which is totally untrue. He did not. The Constitution is ambiguous on the issue that he's talking about, and there and there are several different theories that are equally viable. Yeah, but you know what, Mayor? My bigger problem with him. As, as is with many of the legislators, they didn't even want to look at the evidence. They didn't want to look at the affidavits. They didn't want to see the data that we collected from Pennsylvania. They didn't want to see anything that the legal team had collected. They did not want to see it. And I've been told over and over, and I've heard Barr say there was no, uh, the attorney general say there was no fraud in the election. How would he know? How would he know? He never came to us. He never came and looked at the evidence. He never came and looked at the affidavits. Why didn't he have any? I didn't hear any of our witnesses so, call so think, us. Think about this. Say, he, asked me, he asked me for my evidence on Biden, right? And right. I gave it to him, and my evidence on Biden what turned out to be totally 100% true. He, he, he covered it up, but it turned out to be true ultimately. So why wouldn't he come to me for the evidence on this if I had been right about Biden? He never bothered to ask me about the evidence. Well, he, he, here's, I think here's the answer. He didn't do anything on Biden. He had the laptop. He knew all about the laptop. He knew what was in the laptop. Well, he left, no, he left, he he left a woman. Him. He left a woman in uh, Ukraine who was in fear of her life, who was willing to give up the offshore bank accounts, and they never interviewed him. He did. Yeah. I mean, that's a crook. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, well, I listen. Well, Burn, keep at it. You've been you've been terrific. Well, and thank we're going to we're going to be vindicated, you know that. And yeah, the just like every other time. And the president, I, you know, I don't know why we have to do it for a fourth or fifth time, but I don't we might have to do it again, who knows. Yeah. All right? All right, Mr. Mayor, thank you. Have a good weekend, my friend. So, let's see I would like you to know, because a lady asked on, the, um, on my friend Greg Kelly's show, where to send uh, donations uh, to the Freedom Fund to help with the uh, legal fees and, and cases. 
and it would be uh, by credit card. It would be Rudy Giuliani, freedomfund.com. Easy enough, right? Rudy, except spelling Giuliani isn't easy. G-I-U-L-I-A-N-I. They always do G-U-I. Rudy, R-U-D-Y, G-I-U-L-I-A-N-I, freedomfund.com. Or by check, Giuliani Defense Fund, P.O. Box 309-3300, South Dixie Boulevard, West Palm Beach, Florida, 33405. Giuliani Defense Fund, P.O. Box 309-3300, South Dixie Highway, West Palm Beach, Florida, 33405. So let's go to let's go to Don in Long Beach. Hi, Mr. Mayor. I can't tell you how bad I feel for you, but you're going to get through it. You're going to get through it. It'll be behind you. Unfortunately, you have to go through it. But I, I don't. What I wanted. I know. Yeah, I thank you. I can't keep. I keep thinking of that phrase uh, from Ronald Reagan, where he went something to the extent uh, that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And I'm thinking maybe that would be a good phrase for, for President Trump to use during his campaign or even in association or conjunction with his mugshot. i got to tell you, I looked at the mugshot. That's a pretty good picture. Very defiant. And, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I, I called him and like teased that. him about it. I said, I don't know yeah, if I want to. Yeah. My granddaughter, she was not even two. I don't know if I can show that picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I kept thinking of the Reagan phrase. You know, that I think it would be applicable and it would carry some weight. So that's just, you know, my opinion. No, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's a very, very good, um, that's a very good, in fact, we may have lost it and we have to get it back. We yes. may be the generation that's lost it and has to get it back, not, not, not the one that's going to lose it in the next generation. Yeah, I mean you don't have you don't have freedom when you don't you don't have freedom when they do to him to me and to the people in this case other case what they're doing you you don't they're not treating us uh, with due process at all how about leaking the grand jury how about uh, setting bail when you don't need it Uh, setting up these uh, circuses that they set up for 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 pretrial publicity leaking uh, uh, material that's prejudicial. Um, this is all the act of a scoundrel prosecutor. The kinds of prosecutors that you have in, you know, used to have in East Berlin and Nazi Germany and Stalin's hit, uh, Stalin's uh, uh, Russia. Jerry. Hey. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Rudy. How are oh, you? It's disgusting, believe me. I, you know, I remember when you were on Rich Lamb uh, taking phone calls uh, when you were mayor and Oh, you it, and you know I I got through one time as a my rent was a, from a, um, a SRO place and it was uh, tripled uh, by a crooked landlord and and it got uh, taken care of. <laughs> the guy at the DHCR says, "Please tell Rudy, you know that I did a good job." They were shaking in their boots. Uh, you were all over the city. Your our sleeves rolled up every sector. Did I help? Did I help with your rent? Oh yeah! Good. Oh my God! Right away, yeah, that sure. makes me feel good. Huh. Isn't oh that God! Nice? Yeah, they rolled it back, and everything <laughs> set it to where it was supposed to be. But um, I, I just want to say, uh, I, I want to. I'm a, I'm a seventy-eight year old uh, 
a secular Jewish guy, you know, and uh, I don't know what it is with uh, my fellow Jews. Sometimes I'm ashamed of them, the way they made it. So, like, from David Schiff to Schumer, Charles Schwab, Soros, Nadler, Weingarten, uh, and countless others in government, that uh, it's not 1940 anymore where the Democrats, uh, FDR, whoever, uh, helped them out. And I would go to the the JCC up on the Amsterdam oh, there. Yeah. I know the JCC. And they would have uh, current event discussions. And they, they just hate uh, the Donald, you know. And uh, is that the thanks that he gets for the Abraham Accords? And, and, and you're not as popular. And the Lubavitchers are something else. They're completely for. Uh, Mr. Trump and you and everything and I know uh, they love me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I love good reason to. Is this what they you guys get a, a kick in the pants for everything? No, uh, I have you, I, I have I have many many Jewish friends that feel the same way you do at at all different yeah. levels. You know, uh, even going back to Ronald, I remember during Ronald Reagan, uh, he got a big Jewish vote actually for, for the for the day against Jimmy Carter. And I, I mean, you can read it with Jewish writers and intellectuals, the, the, the feeling that um, some part of the Jewish community hasn't made the transition that, let's say, the Irish and uh, the Italians and have made. You know, all, all of them at uh-huh. one time lived together in the same places and they were all Democrats. Democrats are for the poor. Yeah. Until, it, until yeah. we all figured out that the Democrats steal from the poor, uh, keep them a dependent on purpose. And that, uh, I'll give you an example, Harlem. No Democrat did a damn thing for Harlem until I came along. All they did exactly. was take bribes. <laughs> they took, yep. and, and the, the, the uh, Great Society uh, money was as much meant for the poor as it was to make Charlie Rangel rich. All that money, is uh, it never goes on the dollar to the poor. And you've got to watch the money to Ukraine, too. If you think that well, money he, going to Ukraine is going all for arms, you are crazy. <laughs> well, you've been always like inside of it, outside, seeing the. Uh, and I, I'm talking to you, especially the New York City liberals and the left of the Jews. Yeah. Wake up! What, what's the, what is wrong with you? I mean, God. Well, we're going to have to take a short break, and when we get back, we'll discuss that, and we'll discuss the mayor's final thoughts. And thank you very much, Jerry. God bless you. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org, the organization that is there for our uniform members when they are seriously and catastrophically injured or when they lose their lives for us. Yes, for us. And they're there with uh, a check to pay off the mortgage on the home for the families that have lost their loved ones. And they're there to build uh, the homes that are necessary so that people can operate with the maximum amount of dignity and independence. It is a remarkable organization. It uh, filled with people that are just completely dedicated 
to the cause, which then also adds the extra dimension of support and love that all of these people are entitled to. There's no way to ever pay back what they've done for us. There is a way to have their back. And Tunnel the Towers is a good way to do that. Get in your $11 every month. Do it right now. T2T.org. T, the number 2 T.org. I'm going to make my final thoughts this week, obviously, about the complete destruction of our system of justice that we witnessed this week. When you saw uh, those uh, cars and, and, and people, and not just me or, or the more dramatic version of, of Donald Trump or, or, or Mark, Mark Meadows, or, or some people whose names uh, you're not going to remember, and I'm not going to repeat it so you don't remember them because their names don't deserve to be sullied like this. Fannie Willis does, but not theirs. You saw uh, something that uh, when I was a young boy learning American civics and American government and then a law student learning American government, I would have told you never, ever, ever, ever could have happened, ever. I watched it with, I I think, more sadness than I've ever watched anything. Uh, I tried to contain that so that I could be a, a decent example and so that I could... I realize I'm in a position where I can help fight back, and damn, damn it, I am. Uh, but it hurts tremendously. I have uh, both uh, intellectual and emotional and even romantic connection to the system of justice. It's what makes America so special and so great. Equal justice under the law for all. No, ma'am, not any longer. If I say that, I'm lying. I say now, equal justice, no sir, unequal justice. One for the Bidens, Bidenistas and Democrats, and the other for their enemies who they persecute. We're going to end that. God bless America!